0: When do we get to have like the braided or the ponytail? The Man Bun Economist. Man Bun Economist? Oh Oh, no, it's uh, (laughs) Man Palm Tree. (laughs) I
1: I don't even want to look that up. (laughs) I don't want to know what it is, but uh, I can't wait to see it happen. Yeah,
0: right. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your finances. And unfold the roadmap to financial independence. It's not that hard. Nailed to it. That. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. Yep. Apparently, it is though. Yeah, I was I was caught off guard with my own spontaneity. Yeah, that happens. Uh, but I'm bummed. We are back in the garage. It is the three of us. We are going to be talking about the phases of FI. Let's get back on track. The FI discussion. We've been going off the rails of all sorts of tangents. We're getting back on it tonight. <laughs> that is what we do. Yeah, uh, no, it's fair. I mean, our ammo. It's overwhelming. Like 2021 has been uh, not not complete smooth sailing yet. So uh, let's take care of the usual pre-show business. Uh, the beers this week have been generously offered up by Ryan Economist. You said it was Ryan? Ryan from BC. I just wanted to be kind of cheesy here and be like, will you guys be my wingman? <laughs> that's why. That's a, that's what, that was that's why, why you went, we went for it. For it. Wow. You guys are right. you guys are great wingmen. I thought
2: it, I thought it was like the uh, the drawing
0: on the can. You can you guys can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Oh come on! You're <sighs> supposed to say no. You can be mine. Have you not ever watched Top Gun? About thirty times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so. Uh, This is actually a brewery in Courtney, which is up Island here. And they are, well, it's actually in Courtney, but they're right next to Comox, which is our Canada Forces base. So they have aviation themed beers there. And this one is the Wingman Pale Ale from Ace Brewing. And there's, is there a blurb on the can? I've I've, I've got a question for you, uh, Money Mechanic. Please.
2: What is a Wingman?
0: What, like, technical term? Like, you, do you want the yeah, term of like, when you go to the bar with your friends or the aviation term? I <laughs> no, want, the aviation term.
2: I want the definition of wingman that you'd look up in, on on the internet there.
0: I feel like I need, like, those little metal planes like they had in uh, Top Gun so I can show you that in the echelon formation, the lead <laughs> plane, and then you've got your wingman's right next to you. It's uh, <laughs> it's your support. It's the support guy. It's that you work as a team, right? So you, gotta, you always stay with your wingman. Okay. You're close. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. It was, I not know it was
2: going to be uh, trivia. Oh, this it's on the can. A pilot whose aircraft is positioned behind and outside the leading aircraft in formation. That was a hundred percent right there. Yeah. No. Okay. He offers give help to another man, friend, or associate. That was the bar comment. Your new favorite pale ale. Hey, 66%
0: is pretty close to a pass in aviation. You only need 70, (laughs) so that's incredibly alarming. I don't know if I'll ever fly again. (laughs) Cheers, boys. Um, I almost bought the one that they have called uh, Jet Fuel IPA, but we'll save that for another day. Oh, yeah, we will have to save that for another day.
2: This is good enough that we could try another one from uh, from Ace, is it? It's Ace Ace.
0: Brewing, yeah. Yeah, okay. Not bad. Not bad. Haven't even had a sip yet. You've been making me work. Well, yeah. Isn't that what we do? That's a pale ale, all right. Are you sure consciously is. not saying I mean? Don't. He's got to be yeah. natural. We can't to him into it. If <laughs> you're yeah, playing, you can't. If you,
2: oh, I know. I know. It's just he said, well, and then he paused like he didn't know what to say next. And it was like, that was totally an I mean situation. <laughs> <laughs> we got to
0: stop with this. <laughs> Listen. The other announcement before we get going is thank you very much to Cody, who is uh, threw a little money at us for sponsorship for this episode. And uh, interesting to note that his business is called Argo Fox and he's a Vancouver based electronic music record label. So we much appreciate the sponsorship, Cody. And he also and threw, he threw a few, a few that uh, he th- threw a few songs at us, and so we might uh, we might spice up our intro. We haven't got there yet, but uh, oh no! So that's actually entirely
1: my fault. Uh, he sent them to me. I spent an extremely long amount of time figuring out which pieces of which songs I thought would be best, and I had them written on my desk at work. And the nighttime cleaning lady cleared my desk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Play, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that went well. Yeah. Now there's Oops. a sign that says "Don't touch my desk." Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: I'm also just completely blaming someone else. It's probably a hundred percent my fault and I threw it out,
2: but <laughs> that, it's easier to blame somebody it's else. It's
1: easier yeah. to just pretend it wasn't me. Yeah.
0: Okay. Last bit of. So invo- thanks Cody. Thanks Cody. Cheers. Much appreciated. Cheers. Thanks Ryan. Thanks Ryan. Last bit of news before we move on. The winner of the Steamworks sponsorship prize pack has right. uh, is going in the mail or will be in the mail, will be hopefully received by the time this episode comes out. It was Jeremy in Alberta. Congratulations, Jeremy. You are getting a Steamworks prize pack. Thank you again to Steamworks for providing us with those beers to drink on the show and T-shirt and a little swag pack that we're sending off. So that's exciting too. I'm done with my news. Let's talk about the phases of phi, continuum of phi. Uh I've heard some different ways to discuss this. I was doing some research, digging up some old Paula Pant, Afford Anything episodes. She had a good one. I found some other websites. I've chatted with Jessica from the FI News before about this. And I think it's something that we haven't really talked about on the show. And it's something that the three of us are kind of in different phases of FI. And it's important to not think of FI as like a finish line, right? I think when you find out about financial independence, it's like, yeehaw, I need 25X. How do I get there? How do I do it as fast as possible to quit my crummy job that my brother makes me work at every day? (laughs) Thanks for the pot shot. (laughs) (laughs) It was too easy. (laughs) But yeah, I guess like, did you, did you guys find that? Like when you first, when we kind of first started talking about this and we're like, okay, we're going to get to financial independence. And you don't realize that, like five or 10 years to get there is, is a fairly long time and things change. What did you think right at the beginning? Well, I, th- I think most people at the start think it's all or nothing. Like
1: I'm just going to do it. I'll get to this point and then I can do whatever my wa- I want. But I think the more you learn and the more you realize things, it's it's independence to do what you want. And you don't have to be all the way to never having to work again to have more ability to choose how you want to live your life. And let's be honest, if you work hard enough to get there, you're not somebody who's
0: ever going to work again. Who's never going to work again. Yeah. yeah, good points. And really, the question becomes, how do you transition? Right? That's the question we want answers. Is- Poorly. Poorly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible <laughs> at it.
2: That's how we're transitioning, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've made some transitions. I'm feeling comfortable. I mean, could, could I do more? Probably. But that's really the question you need to ask yourself is, how do I transition to the next phase? So maybe we should start by discussing what the phases are in fairly broad strokes. They've been defined before, but let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's knock some of these phases out so we've got a framework to work with here. Cool. I would say starting point zero. Okay, zero. Let's go with zero. Is uh,
1: financial dependence, aka you're entirely dependent on other people for your own well being.
2: Are you just uh, copying the get rich so slowly
0: article? <laughs> <laughs> the oh, did
2: I send us?
0: Nailed it. <laughs> I should have made this a little quiz for you guys. Yeah. Um, all right. Did you actually yeah. read the articles I sent you? Cause I looked them up. No, we should give some credit where credits do these. We did not just make these up. Although I was tr- lying in bed last night when I woke up at 4am, trying to come up with like some cool metaphor about, uh, you know, cruise control when you're flying a plane on autopilot and the climb and the descent. And I might still have a metaphor to work out with these phases of five, but the ones that we are using for reference, just to step back here, I know I said that we were going to get right into this, but I found these phases showed up in a few different places. So episode 39 of Afford Anything by Paula Pant, she was interviewing Joshua Sheets. Right. And some of you may have heard of him. Some of the listeners may have heard of him. He has his own podcast, which is called Radical Personal Finance, which I've listened to a little bit, but it's it's not one of my favorites. But he is a smart guy. He was a former CFP, etc.
2: That's your worst shout out ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where he's going right now <laughs> let me finish so he's got seven stages that we're going to talk about of uh financial independence okay so he kind of coined that that was the first place i heard of it it was also discussed by get rich which was jd roth and he admits that he kind of co-opted The other one as well from Joshua Sheets. So, anyway, just so our listeners know, we will put those in the show links. So, if you want to explore further what we're talking about in this episode, these are kind of the, uh, you know, what we're kind of working with. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Stage zero, total financial dependence. Everyone starts here. When you're a child, for example, you're dependent on grownups. And apparently, when you're the economist, you're dependent on other people to cut your hair in a pandemic well no, I, he's not. not no he's not have <laughs> you seen him <laughs> he hasn't cut his hair he's yeah exactly. it's not an
2: issue but okay so this is stage zero you say i say this is stage negative one sure well, c- <laughs> so <laughs> what, what are we going to plus six then who, who cares <laughs> hold on well it's not you're not really on the
0: path to five if, the, if this is stage zero then there's eight stages because usually you don't count zero as one that's true if there's <laughs> if it goes to seven it does go to seven then there's eight stages <laughs> can i get new co-hosts <laughs> okay who cares we're just starting at zero with that one because that's the platform that we have here and if you didn't read your notes that's not my fault so stage one <laughs> is next do you guys know what stage one is just read them off we know okay. you're looking at okay. them. Okay. <laughs> clearly
1: want to go down this path
0: I just want some framework for the listeners, okay? Then lay it out. Okay. (laughs) Here here are the eight stages, (laughs) numbered zero through seven. (laughs) Stage one, financial solvency. You can support yourself without help or handouts from others and you're current on your bills. Okay. So that's good. Stage two, financial stability. You can support yourself, your bills are current, and you hold some savings. You got an emergency fund, I kind of think of that, right? Yep. Stage three. Now, this one, we could actually debate this one a little bit because stage three is debt freedom. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that's three. Do you maybe get to – maybe two and three could be swapped, I think. Consumer, Consumer debt freedom. Maybe, yeah. It says basically what the sum here, summation is, is you're debt-free in addition to the points above – it's your choice whether or not you want to include your mortgage within this definition. So that could be another tangent talking about
2: or your uh, your loans that fund your investments. Right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> sure. Good debt. We want to call it right. Uh, stage four. Mm, Parallel <laughs> financial security. You have enough investment income to cover basic bare bones living costs. Okay. See, you just skipped my stage. Well, perfect. We're going to hear your stages in just one second. Stage five: financial independence. You have enough investment income to cover cover your current lifestyle. Stage six. So this is like now we're going beyond financial independence. That we're talking about our where we're going to get to with financial independence. Stage six is financial freedom. You have enough investment income to cover big dreams and upgrade your lifestyle. Well, we haven't really talked about that before. Stage seven is financial abundance. You have enough investment income that you cannot possibly spend this money. Can we call that one Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> is that the Scrooge McDuck stage? <laughs> that, that is the Scrooge McDuck. Stage. Yes. Perfect. Vast amounts of your money will outlive you and your focus is wise stewardship of this wealth so that you can leave a beautiful legacy. So those are the eight Stages that uh, that I kind of look through and research.
2: So so I'm looking at the get get rich slowly and after stability, yeah, which I okay. think was stage two for you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's no debt free stage. So we could still have that in there, but then he's got agency. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The freedom to live and work as you choose, you've eliminated all your debt. So debt free, you have enough bank so you could quit your job at a moment's notice and feel no trepidation for the future.
0: Right. Right, so that's fu money, right?
2: Right. So I I would argue that in the stages you read, that would slide in between debt free and uh, the next one. Sure, sure. Because debt free can be mean a lot of different things. You can be debt free with zero dollars. Yeah, the bank. Right. Totally.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So agency is where I am on your personal journey. Yeah, you're you're you've got the fu money. You're at agency. Yeah. Awesome. It's good. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. Accountant. I could cover all basic living expenses. Okay. So your security, you're at stage... Yeah. Well, we won't, let's not muddy up the stages here. You're at... Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're at stage, stage four, financial security. Sure. Yeah, okay. I think I I would say I'm there as well. I think because I've chosen Coast Fi, uh, that changes things a little bit. It's like security B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many
1: people... I've heard that have reached full financial independence, have said they wished that they took longer to get there. I think a lot of people don't start designing the life that they want now. Right. They assume that they need their 25X or whatever their number is to get where they're going. Yeah. And then you realize the minute that you get where you're going that, oh, hey, I'm going to be doing a bunch of stuff. Some of it's probably going to be economically viable. So you're probably still making more money. So you've probably overstayed, and you probably, if you were doing something you really hated, you probably spent some years doing something you didn't need to, and you easily could have transitioned somewhere else.
2: Right. This kind of works together with our "Are uh, We Too Conservative?" podcast, right? Yes. Where you could quit before you actually get to where you need to be, like you said earlier. If you're someone who's on the path to fire, you're probably you know, involved enough that you're going
0: to continue making money, even if it's not part of your plan. Yeah. So at what point do you guys think you can make a change? You can, you can consciously shift your mindset. You can choose another path instead of waiting until your stage five, which is full financial independence. Instead of waiting till then, how do you make a change in your life before that? At what point do you feel the comfort that you can do that? I think realistically, the earlier you make a change,
1: the easier it is. Right. Like if, if you are 20 right now and you've got 10 K in student loan debt and you buckle down and you pay off your student loan debt and you're at square zero, like when I was 20, I needed next to nothing to live. Like that would have been the time for me to take risks and just be like, well, I'm going to do whatever I want right now. You know, it gets harder the further you go to make those transitions.
0: Well, absolutely. It's habit, right? Yeah, it's habit. And as we work in our careers, we get paid more and we end up with a little bit of a sort of golden handcuff syndrome, right? Where you're being paid well to do what you're doing and and you can see your the finish line. So people just stick it out and and go for that finish line without designing the life they want. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a common trap is, oh, well... I make a good wage
1: now. If I stick this out for five years, I'm just there. But if I do something else, maybe it'll take 10 or 15. Why don't I keep doing this? But, you know,
2: if you change, you can, it can totally fall flat on you, right?
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like we're talking about somewhere around stage three. What are we talking about? Oh, when you want to make a change? Yeah. Right, Somewhere around stage three, maybe close to stage four, which is you have enough to cover your bare bones living cost. Mm -hmm. Between three and four.
2: I mean, and obviously, this doesn't apply to people who love what
0: they're doing. Well, I think that's where I'm trying to get to is that the sooner you make the change, the better. Yeah. Because you're going to enjoy the rest of the journey that much more Mm -hmm. because you're now doing what you want to be doing anyway. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, Well, and I I think... One really good way to phrase it was, forget who said it, but what would you do every day if you could never retire?
0: That's a great line because that was part of this podcast, the Paula Pant one that we're talking about. And I was thinking the exact same thing. It flips the mindset around, right? Instead of going, what will you do after you retire? It's asking the question, what would you do if you could never retire? Interesting.
1: Never thought about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, And yeah. I think that's an important one where, yes, if you want to work up and have a financial base and give yourself a good financial footing, but it kind of shifts that once you already have that good financial footing to go, hey, what do I want to do with my life? What am I aiming for? And why don't I just go get it right now?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's kind of right around there where FU money happens, right? And I mm-hmm. they don't put any numbers to these sort of stages. And I of course, it's personal finance. It's going to be totally personal. But you know, when you have, when you're into your, you know, you've got 250k, 300k stocked away. You understand your investments. You've got a good, solid plan. You know, you've got your your optimized your living costs. Everything's dialed in. You've got runway there, right? You, you've probably heard people talk about that too. Is like you now have six years of runway at 50k a year without even in taking into account your investment growth or anything like that you've created a 6 year runway like the economist said is you might fall flat right you might try something for a year and and you fall flat but that's not going to substantially you know derail your whole plan yeah
1: it's it's the same as anything right if you look at it from the 50,000 foot view you know you can't see the forest through the trees so when you're white, right there like A big thousand dollar expense might seem like the end of the world or different, you know, anything like that. And then when you look back at it, it's not even a blip on the radar. Mm -hmm. So I think what's important to help people think about where they're going to is think about, will 10 years from now me care about (laughs) this decision? Like what, what would 10 years from now me wish I had done for the last 10 years? But that's almost impossible. To know, right? Oh, hey, you're not you're not going to absolutely know, but you're going to have a better idea. Fair.
2: But I mean, I think that goes to, to say to, or to show that it's important to design your life now because you don't know how the changes you're going to want to have in
1: 10 years, right? Absolutely. The mechanic looks so deep in search I right know. now. <laughs> I love it
0: when he gets that way. So I know you guys don't listen to the other podcast that shall remain nameless, Explorify Canada, (laughs) but we talked to Jessica from the Pioneers, and she talks a lot about designing the life you want to live now, because that's what she did. She left her high-stress toxic job and is now doing some part-time, and she has created the kind of FI continuum here, right? So, similar, very similar stages, But she has uh, debt freedom, FU money, coast FI, semi-retirement, full FI. And there's a nice little graphic here we'll put in the the show notes. But, you know, when you hit debt freedom, you can find a job that you enjoy, you can negotiate flexibility, and you can quit a side hustle, right? Once you get to FU money, you can choose a mini-retirement or a career break.
2: So I should have started a side hustle like years ago? Not now?
0: Not now. <laughs> it's apparently not now. Yeah, you're too it's late. Too, too late It's over.
2: You. you need to quit. That's not good. <laughs> I told you we were always messing this up. Accounting. Well, of course. Yeah, well, we knew that for sure. <laughs> yeah, we did know that.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. So the rest of FU Money is you can become an entrepreneur or you can choose self-employment. You can do nomadic travel, which by its own definition is being nomadic, isn't it? When you travel. But I think what she means is you could... Work Live on the road, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then once you hit coast fi, you can choose part time work. You can well work seasonally, which is part time work, basically. And then a little further on, semi retirement, you can scale back to doing only the things you enjoy. And then full fi is retire and never earn another dollar. I probably thought we, I thought we changed that when we were talking to her. That's, but yeah. It's
2: <laughs> retire and never earn another dollar. Probably
0: because you never know. It should be never need to earn another dollar. Yeah, there you go. That's probably
2: because you never know what's going to happen.
0: Okay, fair.
2: Probably True. never need to.
0: <laughs> Only the economists will bring in like actuarial tables to discuss, <laughs> yeah, of like, of this kind of discussion, you know. right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, the actuarial table says that you probably might never need to not. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's good to have a, an idea, right? Yeah, fair enough. But what do you guys think? I mean, that's pretty much along the same lines. And Coast Fi is, is that point where you get to kind of choose, pick and choose your work a little bit more, work part-time, scale back. Maybe it's the time when you can, you have to earn enough to cover your basic living expenses. So you're, you're kind of in that stage four area where you could cover your minimum, minimum, like very bare minimum, but you don't quite have enough, but you know that you're Okay, again, the economists will jump all over me if I say I know, but mm-hmm. expectation is that your current investments and your current plan will get you to full FI within a traditional time frame retirement. You
2: know, it's interesting because when you get to Coast FI or even the tail end of FU money, chances are that you've really developed your career if, if you did that by working full time. So mm-hmm. you've developed your career to a point where you're probably being well compensated. Yeah. So now you have the issue of because you waited so long, there's a huge opportunity cost of taking part-time work Yep. because of the high wage you're giving up, right? So like you said, it's this golden handshake situation.
1: But at the same time, if you've developed that skill set enough, it is more likely that people will not want to lose you as a valuable employee and they will give you what you ask for the difficulty becomes in actually sitting down and having that conversation and demanding what you want. How's that going for you? <laughs> Horribly.
2: <laughs> right. And one of the things you want or may want is
1: less time in the office. So, right. You have to bite that bullet. You have to bite that bullet. I'm hit. Hey, listen, I'm the worst possible person to be talking about this because I know exactly what I need to do and I keep not doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not I think that's another thing is it's not an easy thing to actually do.
2: Okay, so he, here's a question for you. Are you not doing it because you're scared that you give up this nice job you have and you'll never be able to find a replacement for it?
1: Not in my case, no.
2: So what's the hold up? Uh
1: a sense of obligation to the work. Right.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure there are people in the other boat that are worried that if they ever did want that job back, they wouldn't be able to get
0: back into that kind of a position, right? Right. So, there you are, right? It's, again, that same decision-making process that we talked about is, do you stick it out because of the high income and your qualifications? And and your loyalty, apparently. And your loyalty? <laughs> what a sucker I am. <laughs>
2: You know, usually it's, we'd say something like, well, you know, your boss doesn't care about you, but in this case, he probably does. Right?
0: <laughs> Since he's it's a unique boss. scenario. Yeah. 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 I think this is what everybody finds and what we're finding just even chatting amongst ourselves in our own situations is how to make that transition to the next phase. You may be there on paper, but are you actually living the next phase? And I think, yeah, that's
1: the harder transition is to actually bite the bullet and say, hey, the numbers check out. I'm there. How do I go get what I want right now? Or even what do I want right now? Well, yeah, that's a whole nother question, right?
2: Yeah. And it's hard to move on if you don't answer that question.
1: Yeah, absolutely. it's,
2: It's a lot easier to stay in the job you're in now if you're not really sure about what it is that you want at this moment.
1: Yeah. Well, and I've found that especially with COVID going on, like, what, what are we doing?
2: Right. What, what is it that you're not doing by staying at work? Is that what you mean? Like,
1: uh, yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't be able to leave the house. So like, it's the only time I leave every day is to go to my job. Right.
0: <laughs> Much to your wife's happiness. Oh, <laughs> would be guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I think this is a, a difficult discussion because it's one that you really have to have with yourself. And we're pretty good at lying to ourselves about what we want or what we think. Good. Like you said, it, we, we're we really bad at knowing our future selves. And that was an exercise that I thought we brought up in a prior show, but it may have been on the other show. That it's interesting to try and picture yourself in 10 years. And they have like these uh, facial change things now where you can put in and have, like, this is what I'm going to look like in 10 years. Okay. thanks. They use that as a retirement tool, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. the whole point is like, so you can look at yourself in 10 years and go like, oh, that guy's a little chubby. Maybe we've got to keep it to one beer episodes, boys. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's an interesting exercise because if you're trying to change your phase of phi, or if you're trying to change anything in your life, you need to take that look ahead at who you are who that person is in the future and and make friends with them and get to know them. Because, you know, we we're good at this path to financial independence or the whole point of fire. And the reason why it's not that mainstream is because we're actually taking a long view of our life and our investing. And we're thinking about retirement way before most people do. And we're taking action because we see that future self as somebody that's going to have choices, have freedom. And that's sort of why we're all on this path. But this is this discussion is about how do you transition along the way rather than just having your start and your finish. Yeah. And that's a hard introspective discussion to have. It is for sure. And
1: I think the hard part is, A, you have to know what you want. And then you have to know how to get it. Yeah. But I think way too many people assume that, they aren't as far along as they think they are. I agree. Or that they need to wait longer to make a change. They really hate something about their life, but they're just, they in another year. You know, the one more year syndrome. I'll do one more year and then I'll make a change. And then I'll do one more year. are too conservative? <laughs> <laughs> well, we already know we're too conservative.
2: Okay, so you said, um, you know, it's a hard conversation to have with yourself. Maybe it's a conversation you have to have with the guys in the garage. Because you're you're not going to lie to them as easily as you'll lie to yourself, right? Or your friends, or your partner, or whoever, right? I mean, maybe it's something that you know, money, not in the fi community, is something that is taboo. Obviously, we talk about money in the fi community openly, right? But maybe the fi taboos is moving to the next stage or getting out of the, getting off the path, right? I don't know. Taking a detour, yeah. Maybe it's something you don't have the conversation with yourself, you have it with your friends. You make
0: a pretty good point there. I like that. The community at large is very supportive and very open to discussion. And you're right. If you're struggling with the conversation with yourself of how to move on to the next phase, or maybe you listen to this and you didn't even really think of it as a phase-type journey or a continuum-type journey... Uh, yeah have that discussion reach out send an email to us or get on the social media and if if that's not your jam then you know find the content you like and i, I know all the bloggers out there are super happy to respond to comments and, and things like that we're we're all doing this yeah. because we love the feedback right as much as this is for entertainment purposes only we love giving our oh, opinions you got it <laughs> <laughs> i knew i'd get it before you <laughs> But yeah, you're right. It's not an easy discussion to have with yourself because again, it's one of those, we all have, we have our own cognitive bias, right? So the way I think of my journey is totally biased, right? But like having having you guys to bounce the ideas off and have these discussions with, is it helps me go, oh, good job. You've generated some more passive income. Uh, shouldn't you, like, aren't you closer to FI now? Okay. And why do you need to go to work as much? Or, you know, you guys yeah. are telling me like, when are you going away to work again what the you know and it's like yeah, yeah you're right maybe i could <laughs> miss one more shift or or whatever it is right yeah but we're all guilty of it oh yeah absolutely we all want to get to stage 5
2: right faster which is the problem right uh, yeah. as fast as yeah. possible now i want stage 5 now right <laughs> but do we really or do we just think we do
1: Well, and oftentimes something that is obvious to somebody who knows you well has not become obvious to you yet. Right. Yeah. You know, like we've all had that friend or that loved one that's in a situation where clearly their work has become toxic or something in their life has become toxic and it needs to end and they have not seen it yet. But you know, absolutely that whatever it is
0: that they're doing is not okay. Right. We've all had the friend that's in the toxic love affair relationship where you're like, dude, she is wrong for you or <laughs> he is wrong for her whatever. I'm not picking, but you know, it's the or same he thing. It's like he. he for he. Yeah. <laughs> do we have to do all this possible day <laughs> for, for them? yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. For whom? Uh, <laughs> it's the same thing. You could be in a job. Yeah. That has the same psychological and mental problems as a bad relationship right and I've always said that too is that quitting your job or leaving a job is like breaking up with a relationship because the accountant you even mentioned it is you have you have a sense of uh emotion and, and obligation to your career and a lot of us do that have been doing a job for quite a long time and, yeah and know. he
2: hasn't even been doing his job for 21 years
0: <laughs> is that how long right? you've been doing yours yeah wow yeah. that's incredible. So it's difficult. it's difficult and we're trying to answer the really hard question is how do you move on and like you said, accountant, you may be further along the journey to financial independence than you think. Yeah and I think we all have the fear of making changes, but you may be able to uh, with some help with some discussion, realize that you can make a change today. To change something and make you like, yeah, happier. Find the thing that you never want to retire from. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. I may be less far along the path than I think I am, but that's just my personality.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we decided we're not even going to give you thinking in bets because we've now both read it. No, you don't. He's need not you. allowed to have it. You don't need to read that book. <laughs> so <laughs> that I've got to is... take it out
2: of the library myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. That one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm still waiting on my. The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Oh, that'll be a good read. Thanks, Indigo, for your prompt shipping and delivery. (laughs) That did
2: not seem genuine.
0: No, no, it didn't. If you're listening, which you will be, because you'll be tweeted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think one of the things that we need to really celebrate here in this episode is that, you know, there's seven stages, or eight if you're counting zero, or nine if you're counting minus one. But (laughs) as you transition from each one, and of course there's gonna be a gray area between them, right? There's- I was just
2: gonna say each stage is a continuum, right? We're not dealing with finite, finite steps.
0: Exactly. And if you're solvency, if you're at stability, if you're at agency, like each one is amazing in itself because you may reflect on your peer group or your coworkers, and you may be doing better than other people, so celebrate the part of the journey to financial dependence you're on, and celebrate some milestones as you're going too. Right? It's like yeah. we've all we've all said, and you'll hear it everywhere. Is the first hundred k in investments in liquid investments which is the hardest to get? Absolutely, and I'll agree with that one hundred percent. I and will.
2: You- <laughs> but I, I won't agree with the fact that as soon as you hit hundred, you start making money hand over fist.
0: It's not the tipping point. It not, is not the tipping it's not the point. Tipping it's point. Continuum.
2: Well,
1: yeah. when you take the 100 and you put it into deep out of the money options in GME,
0: isn't that when you really start making it?
2: <laughs> gamble, gamble.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: This yeah. went sideways. Good thing we got the entertainment purposes thing in there.
1: <laughs> or do you tip? put your first 100K into tontines? Uh, ah, that, that's
0: so 2020 account.
2: account. Oh Nope. Got it in. We're, <laughs> we're still good. We're yeah, going to do a whole you. year of it.
0: <laughs> whole year of tauntines <laughs> jerks
1: yeah
2: no but it but everything's a continuum right there's no finite steps
0: of course yeah. right and so don't treat your FI journey like that don't look at 25x and just go that's it and don't go with blinders on it that's my goal because yeah where I am at now and don't kill yourself to get there. Yeah, well, that's what everybody says now. If you do any listening to the old school, the original, uh, you know, people that have been FI for five, eight years now, the majority of them will say, slow down, take your time, enjoy the journey. The destination is fantastic, but it's not necessarily worth the sacrifice to get there, right? One of the
2: first podcasts I listened to was a mad scientist, might have been an interview, where yeah. he was talking about how his... He, you know, he was peddled up to the metal and he almost wrecked his relationship and put himself into depression to get there.
0: Yep. Right? Yeah. No, totally. And maybe, maybe that's just the reflection that you need when you hear the show and look at your high-paying job and go, is it worth it? Is the money worth it? Right. right? You know, if you love it, that's fine. But if it's not making you happy and it's just the money... Is, is it worth it? It's I, it's a super hard decision because that that income is pretty nice when you can fill up your TFSA and crank some RSPs out. And Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the decisions aren't easy. Find your peer group, find the uh, FI community and throw it out there. Is it worth it? Yeah. And if you're thinking of making a change, talk to somebody about it because they're probably going to have some insight. Always helps to bounce ideas off people. Yeah, well, again, I'll yeah. come back to Jessica from the Finers. How She made a, a huge change in her life. And you know what? which we didn't even bring up in this show. And this is along the lines of what Jessica did, because I know her story quite well, is that when you've optimized your life, when you're on this journey to financial independence, you've got your spending under control. You've got your expenses dialed in. Your living costs are a lot lower than your pre-fi life, right? And so by making a change, you know, if you're giving up a six-figure job, and and taking a you know a 60%, well, a 30% pay cut, that's probably okay. You're you're still easily covering your costs. You might go from a 60% savings rate down to a 30% savings rate. But if that's still gonna get you to stage five eventually and you're happier doing it, that's a pretty serious consideration to think about. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Is this the part where the accountant tells everybody to go jump off a cliff?
1: Why would I tell everybody to go jump off a cliff?
2: Well, you said you wanted to get everybody to take the step, take their next step, move forward.
1: Oh, that's the cliff. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I I thought you meant I was going to tell everybody to go kill themselves. I'm like, how terrible of a person do you think I am?
2: (laughs) Since when is jumping off a cliff literal?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of took it literal, actually. I was like, does he got some cliff cliff jumping spot? I'm like... Wow.
1: (laughs) I know. I didn't know where he was going with that.
2: But you do want everybody to go jump off their cliff, don't you?
1: Yeah.
0: Do it sooner rather than later. It only gets harder. And I guess with that in mind, we'll keep tabs on you for when you actually go part-time like you told us over a year ago. That experiment didn't go well. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's getting frustrating that when I text you, you're at work. I know. What's with that? I know. It's the worst. How is a guy that's home all day supposed to have any fun when <laughs> friends are at work the
1: minute our new beer making kit shows up i'm not going to be able to because we're going to have to start making beer
2: so that's what it is delivery date is is the quit date
0: <laughs> yeah when does the Bruzilla get here <laughs> well we should bring that up uh to end off the show here is we have jumped off a cliff into all grain brewing and so the, the next business venture will be uh, fi garage brewing maybe i don't know yeah that's what's going to be going in the beer tubes. I, pretty much. The funny thing is that between the three of us and, you know, we have fun on this podcast, but we run it as a business. I think if none of us actually had a day job, we'd be coming up with businesses to do anyway.
2: We do come up with businesses. to we, do anyway. For, we for just we don't do them.
0: Because we have jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, I think it's an important thing. This to, is true. It's an important thing to think about, right? Because we could all quit our jobs. Well, we all have F you money to quit our jobs, but we would still need to earn something. But chances are, one of our business ideas might work eventually. Within the next six years, right? Yeah, within the runway. Within we could runway. hit within the next six years? Yeah. Probably. And then you know what our feedback for the show is going to be? Why don't what? you just go jump off your own cliff? <laughs> <laughs> Quit yeah. Okay. Your, quit your jobs. Good don't, point. don't start a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're yeah. definitely not starting a brewery. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Good discussion. Again, personal finance is personal. Your journey to FI is personal. It's a continuum. You're on you. The choice to be on it is conscious at the beginning and the path has options and you should f- celebrate where you're at and not just look at the finish line. And don't compare yourself to anybody else.
2: That's a good one. I like that
0: one. I'm going to think about that. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the nugget? Was that useful nugget? <laughs> I think so. Oh, nice. Uh, okay, wrapping up then. We only try
1: to provide one, so. <laughs> <laughs> asking a lot. It did one. take
2: us the whole episode. No, hopefully not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How was your paleo? Uh It was
0: decent.
2: Yeah. I would try another beer from their brewery.
0: I would. (laughs) That's a really nice thing. Agreed. They have other beers. I think I'll try them, but maybe not this one again. Right. So thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. And also thank you to Cody for sponsoring from Argo Fox. If you want some funky electronic music, uh, hook him up, look up his production label there. And I will get back to him one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we might have to have a listener inspired uh, vote off for our new Ooh, I like it. Yeah.
2: Twitter voters. Ooh,
0: I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That's well, a good plan. Uh good talk. Um, solve nothing as usual. But I think we did highlight some important parts about this FI journey. And yeah, you know, that's that's important stuff. Good night. Well, till next time. Cheers. Zero I means, economist. The whole drinking. I think we missed
1: bust. some. I think we missed some. Failed it. <laughs> I mean, I'll see you
0: later. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! There's one still recording. (laughs) I'm out of fear. I'm out of fear. Have to
1: have another Brutal